Hello, hi, this is the 4AM Boys. It is me, one of your hosts, Brent, and with me I also have Andrew. Brent, I altered the timeline. Uh-oh. Brent, I fucked Wait, up. So, Brent, you remember what? that successful raid on Area 51? It never happened anymore. Yeah. Me going back to the past changed it. We fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I must have shifted or something. I don't know. Fucked up, though. Yeah, the, yeah, the timelines converged, and you had, and like all your actions were undone. I'm a little sad we don't longer have alien booty clappings, but Naruto running names Damn. are still good. Yeah, did you see that news reporter, like, you know, standing there, then a guy Naruto runs behind him? I love it so much. <laughs> what what a great time to be alive. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, so, Brent, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, you know, so far. Uh, I've had a pretty busy month you know yeah ever since we did our astral chain spoiler cast oh you mean ass chain and not the good kind of ass the bad kind of ass and not the bad <laughs> ass kind of bad ass the terrible kind of ass that is bad well you know we i think both of us has kind of been have kind of been busy with stuff mm-hmm. since uh since the astral chain spoiler cast uh what have you been up to so you know that that Damon X Machina game came out. Ah, right. I played that for a few hours. Uh, How should, was it? I mean, I'm enjoying the game. I just... I have other games <laughs> I'd rather be playing than that, though, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's fun. It's nice, nice, nice mecha game. I enjoy it. Yeah, I've heard it's very close to Armored Core. It is. It's a good time. Uh, well, it's good. Okay. We also had, like, you know, that Dragon Quest Eleven came out recently right yep I, I i just got that too good old switch version i had the ps4 version got to the post game at the end of the post game i'm just nowhere i guess prepared or ready for the quote-unquote true final boss because my whole thing i don't like the grind in video games even though you know i love them jrpgs that all require yeah. grinding i just ever felt the urge to uh, 2D mode is pretty nice, not gonna lie. Oh, I have not checked that out. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. So you get 2D mode after you get, you know, your a full party of four, but when you go to use it, like, <laughs> it's right when you, after you get out of the door of departures, you lose about a couple hours of progress. Oh. Huh. But you get to keep all your levels and items and everything. Yeah, that that does sound pretty weird. So so I, I so I did that and I started way at the very beginning of the game. Someone's oh. walking around, you know, level level fourteen, main character, fighting slimes, first dungeon. <laughs> it's great. Um so in that two D mode, there's no voice acting, right? No. Okay. No voice yeah, acting just, whatsoever. I, I I've just been playing on the normal 3D mode. I really like the voice acting so far. I mean, there's no voice acting like the original Japanese version of Dragon Quest XI. Oh, right. Yeah, that is weird to think about. Because you remember that article that stated that Dragon Quest XI's English release will have more voice dialogue than the Japanese version? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Because it was, and I just remember yeah. people were complaining that there was no dual audio. And I'm like... Well, yeah, because there's no Japanese for, for, like dub of this. There's no yeah, Japanese there's only... voice option. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking weebs, man! I swear. 
Yeah, and uh, uh, and this version, the Switch version, actually does come with Japanese audio too. It does. Yeah, which is which is interesting. I mean, I I prefer the English one because they all put on really bad accents. <laughs> it is. Great. I mean, I think those are real accents. Yeah, but they're really... I cannot place Eric's accent at all. Uh, you'll figure you'll you'll figure it out when you find out where he's from. Hmm. Okay, I kind of more or less meant his voice actor because I don't think I've heard an accent like that before. Oh, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I know that like each different part of the world they have like different variants of like a British accent or whatever. Well, so and like like where you're from, it's like all British. Yeah. Like Hados, like they speak in like uh, haikus. Oh, I remember hearing about that. There's, yeah. I can't remember if it's Spain or Italy. There's one of those. It is really it's, it's it's really great. Also, did you did you notice uh, the naming scheme for these characters? The naming scheme. So, you as the main characters from the town of Cobblestone, with people like yeah. Gemma and your mom Amber and your grandpa Chalky. Uh, okay. The all, all stone right. names, because this is the Kira Toyama work. <laughs> yeah, you know, gotta. You know, Kakarot, and Carrot, K- K- and all that Kira, shit. K- yeah, so, so like every every part remembers some sort of pun on like where they're that, from, and it's great. That's fun. It's always great, but see, me being me, I named them uh, the hero hero, but it's a mm. Japanese spelling of hero with an I. Oh, oh, okay. Because I'm I'm clever. I, I'm clever, Brent. I just gave him my name. I'm like whatever. <laughs> It's gonna be real awkward later on. Wait, is there a character named Brent in the game? <laughs> I could just be fucking with you. Is there Brent representation in Dragon Quest Eleven? <laughs> I'm not telling. Play the game and find out. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll have to see. I'm only a couple hours in so far. Uh, I've gotten through what I. <clears throat> what is it? Uh, the horse race. Mm. I just unlocked the forge. Ah, uh, yes, the forge. One of the greatest items in the game. Now, did you download yeah. the free DLC? Oh, there's free DLC. I did not know about that. Yeah. That's okay, nice. I should go check that out. Pretty nice. You get some get some outfits. It's pretty nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I was wondering when I start getting outfits. Because cause there's some... Because I think Eric gets an outfit that I don't think's in... The original Dragon Quest Eleven, if it is, I don't think I ever got it. But the main okay. character gets, you know, the main character's outfit from Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah. Uh, Veronica gets like gets a boar costume called the Piglet. <laughs> yeah, uh, Veronica's the short one, right? Mm-hmm. She's 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 the legal Wally. <laughs> well, she's technically she's she's of age, but she has been de-aged, but she's still of age. She's just in a child's oh. body. Oh, okay. It's a plot point, and it's really dumb. And they like they bring okay. it up because something happens to a different character, and why that didn't happen to them, they're just like, I don't know. It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, this has the orchestrated music, which is one of it the is. reasons why I waited for this version. I mean, it's nice. I do yeah. like the midis, though. Those nice 2D soundtracks, it's just... Hey, whenever I listen to the MIDI, I'm like, eh, I'm not too into this. Like, it feels really, 
Like, it, it feels really out of place for the 3D sections. Which I, I get that, but I still enjoy it because I'm weird like that. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to get the PC version of the game and hack in the soundtrack, but then this version came out and it has a bunch of extra shit in it too, so. I forgot the PC version existed, not going to lie. Yeah, that was like the one reason why I wanted the PC version over everything else was because I could mod the soundtrack. Man, I can't wait for the nude mods. Oh boy, uh, I bet they already exist. I mean, yeah, what, the game's been out for since 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, there has to be, right? I mean, you would think. I mean, Jade doesn't mm. really need one when she has the fucking, uh, like, vampire bunny girl ability mm-hmm. later on it, it, it's a plot point don't worry about it right yeah all right tell you what i've opened up a private tab right here let's look oh 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 geez this 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 <laughs> this one's getting rated for explicit not for our language but because we're talking about nude mods uh let's see dragon quest 11 first nude mod released october 1st 2018 <laughs> almost Marked. a year ago <laughs> let's see yeah yes yeah, i'm over 18 reddit let's see Oh, oh, Reddit gone wild, I see. Yep, okay, yeah, that, that's a that's a mod. Uh, nude mod and underwear, okay. Uh, which character is he showing? Jade. I knew it. <laughs> I wonder why. It's because she has tits, that's why. Oh jeez. Yeah. Okay. So that. Uh, yeah. So that's Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, you have anything else to say on it? Uh. So I enjoy playing on PS4. I'm looking forward to playing through it on a Switch again, and uh, everyone should give it a shot. It's great. Uh, oh yeah. Heroes unbanned for Smash tournaments. Also great. Uh, oh really? Did they unban them in mm-hmm. uh, France? Mm-hmm. Because Nintendo Europe, like no one else is going to ban it, so France is like. Well, well, we'll release the band so everyone's on the same page, but we'll, we'll have to figure out future guidelines of future DLC characters. So, this whole, so the reason I think this whole band even existed was because part of the fan base complained because they didn't like Hero, who were the same people who didn't like that Terry was the next DLC character. Oh, so okay. The, so the band Terry ahead of time, they put in that fucking rule. Which backfired hmm. greatly because everyone's like, no, no, this is dumb. And then fans yeah, pulled out. They surrendered, like, in their nature. <laughs> we have lost the French fan base, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry if you're listening to this and you're French. Or French-Canadian, but you're not even real France. So, ha, uh, take that. But, but then, back. you know, if you're French, but if you're French-Canadian, I can just make fun of you for having a prime minister that is a serial blackfacer. Oh, I fucking lost it when I whenever I saw someone go a third instance of Justin Trudeau wearing blackface has occurred and I'm like there were two others there were I, I knew about the first one these other two was just like hold on wait a minute yeah it's crazy what a world we live in Brent alright uh, you got any other games you've been playing let's talk about Deadly Premonition aka the best game ever created all right, yeah, let's do it. It released on the Switch. I am happy. Doop a doop a doop. Can't wait to beat it again so we can do the spoiler cast. Did they fix uh, the stuff that was wrong with it? I'm pretty sure they did. 
Okay, cool. So interesting fact, Squirrely has no rights to the PC release. Yeah, that is weird. Because I saw him tweet about that because someone asked him, well, can they fix the PC release? He's like, I have no control of that. I don't own the rights to that. Please stop asking me. Because he probably gets that all the time. Yeah, I bet. I guess Rising Star Games owns the PC version? I think so, yeah. Hey, remember that time? I think it's the PS3 version. Where he made that water look really good, but then everything else suffered for it. Yes. Remember how Deadly Premonition was the only game of the last generation that had a character sleeping under the covers? Remember that time they needed the squirrel sound effect, but they put it in a monkey? Remember how the game opens up with him having this deep conversation about how Tom and Jerry are in a codependent uh, sub-dom relationship? Remember that time York has to shave and shower? Yeah, or else flies will follow him. Remember that time Life is Beautiful starts playing? Yeah, remember the incredible fishing minigame? Remember that time that uh, York likes to talk about 80 DVDs? Yeah, he's talking about uh, Attack of the Killer Killer Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah. What a weird and good game. So, like, so the first time I experienced early premonition, like, I haven't experienced Twin Peaks yet. Yeah. But after, you know, being fully, like, in the Twin Peaks, you know, fandom, and going back to the game, like, you can just see that this is just Twin Peaks, the game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, like that whole opening section is just, like, it's like I'm watching Twin Peaks all over again. Yeah, it's, like, very blatant. Except for, except for York isn't talking about those Douglas furs. Right, yeah, he's talking about Tom and Jerry. Oh, what a... What a good time. I'm looking forward to Daily Premonition, too. Yeah, it's weird that, like, that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. They're making a sequel to Daily Premonition. Yeah, it is Switch exclusive. What Man, time? yeah, that's fucking crazy. The time we live. Ugh. So Brent, yeah, deadly premonition, good stuff. So Brent, what have you been been playing, if not uh, reading, because you're into the visual novels? Yeah, I've surprisingly read a lot of them over the last several weeks. Uh, I've had some free time, and I just like you know I've been getting into reading a whole bunch. Uh, so I believe the last episode I talked about. Uh, Higurashi When They Cry, yes. that, that visual novel. Mm-hmm. I read one of the author's other works called Higan Bana, The First Night. Is that the one that has that bonking gif? That I no, that is, that is Higurashi. Oh, okay, because I just know I got that because I made the bad joke. Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, Brent, do, um, do you know the book Termites, Brent? They're very complex, just uh, so you know. Yeah, Termites. Hold on, let me get on my eye patch. Hold on. Yeah, you gotta be put on your robot arms too. Let's go to the moon base. <laughs> oh, what? When, when are we going to a zero escape spoiler the cast? Because I want to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that at some point. Oh, only visual novels I think I've actually played besides the Contiful Boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, but go on, talk about your visual uh, novels. Yeah, so this is like, it's pretty much like an anthology of short 
horror-ish stories, like horror aesthetic stories. Right. Uh, it takes place in a school with like there's like yokai and they kind of just fuck with the students. It's fine. So it's, it's one of those it's like, stereotypical like haunted house things in like the school festival. What you tell kind me? of. Um, it like it deals with like some heavy topics. Like I think one one of the first stories is like a teacher is sexually abusing one of the students. Who was the demon? Was it the teacher? Or was it the student? Oh, neither. But the student becomes a demon. I, I figured. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's all right. Like I don't think it's really anything special. Uh, it has good music. I really don't have anything else to say. Like if you're a big fan of his work, then you know you might enjoy it. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fine overall. Uh, I don't have too much to say on it. It's also pretty short. Uh, I think uh, I think it took me like five, seven hours, something like that. Yeah, it's not long. Uh, yeah, so kind of crossed that off. I got through that. Um, then I played uh, one called Utawara Dumono Mask of Deception. I'm sorry, I don't speak Moon. Could you translate, please? Yeah. Okay, it, ru- it like translates to something like The One Whom Legends Are Sung. It sounds like a visual novel name. It yeah, it is. Um, so it's uh, <clears throat> it's a sequel to this 2003 like visual novel strategy RPG that came out on the PC in Japan, and I beat that one earlier this year. It's a visual novel, but it's also a strategy RPG. Oh yeah, I mean like it's mainly a visual novel. It has like some strategy RPG elements. So it's like Fire Emblem. With way more story stuff, I, I guess, yeah. So and not as it, deep of combat. It's it's Fire Emblem Fates. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I played that first one earlier this year, and it was good. I liked it overall. I feel like uh, it kind of reveals a bunch of plot twists in the last, like, fifth of it and doesn't give any room to breathe and just kind of ends. Oh, it's a Yakuza like, okay. game. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's exactly like a Yakuza game. I knew it. Uh, so it's a fantasy RPG series. Uh, it's a fantasy story. It's a really well-realized setting, too. Like, not so much the first game. Like, the uh, the first game has some issues. But in, in the second game, Mask of Deception, the one I just finished, uh, has a lot of really interesting world-building and stuff. And some of it, like, kind of... Because, you know, it, it's a sequel to the first game, so... Um, it's kind of go- going off assuming that you know about, like, the l- late-game plot reveals in the first one. Okay. And it, it kind of, it, like, develops on that a little bit more, and it's kind of retroactively making the first game a little bit better. Which I've heard that, uh, this one and its sequel, Mask of Truth, do. Uh, I've, I've only barely started Mask of Truth, I don't have much to say on it, uh, but... Mask Deception, it's really good. I really liked all of the characters. They have really fun interactions and are just really fun to watch. I like them more than in the first game. Uh, the strategy RPG stuff is fine. It's really easy. Right. Yeah, like in the... Th- I think my final playtime was around like 30 or so hours, and I think there's a total of like 17 fights in it. Oh. So, yeah, they're very sparse, but... um. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's like not too bad. It ends on a cliffhanger because it goes right into Mask of Truth. Right. 
Um, and I was kind of worried about the cliffhanger because there's... I'm not going to spoil what happens, but there's a character who, let's say they were probably one of the most perceptive characters throughout the story, and they don't notice something that is... It's not obvious, but it's kind of like, uh, they would probably like be able to figure it out and they just don't notice it. And I'm like, oh, that's a little weird. But I'm hoping that it, uh, the sequel makes good on it. Um, it is, I'm playing the PS4 version. It okay. is on PS4 and Vita. It was localized over here by Atlas USA. And yeah, it runs well. Like I think it was like a PS3 game in Japan too at some point. Oh, so it's like a remaster. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they, um, it looks like they just ported it. They didn't really do anything else. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a really, uh, it's a really fun game. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, don't have much else to say. The uh, the main character is uh, pretty good too. Like he's kind of, he's kind of just like this really lazy guy who doesn't want to do a whole lot, but he's also like a super nice guy too. Right. And he's really reliable when he needs to be. Yeah. Um, if anyone out there is interested in playing these, uh, the first one, I would definitely recommend it, but your options are you can play the old 2003 version on your computer with the fan translation that's a little too literal. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's like some weird name changes that, uh, for for the better, like in how they, uh, I won't get too into it, and how they uh, name characters, I guess I would say. Um, and there's that, and then, uh, there's, like, the anime adaptation, which apparently is a pretty good replacement, or, uh, the remake is getting localized next year. Yeah, so, pretty good stuff. I, I liked it a whole lot. It was a pretty fun time. No, no, what if I were to tell you that each termite is simply an obvious cog in a <sighs> machine from my ability to use a termite DNA? <laughs> this entire time I was looking up this quote. It is tough when an individual termite had an idea when it got to start to upgrade what a human does. We appreciate the elegant part of the alien cathedrals. We see the simple beauty of their perfect functionality. We can understand the simple planet of their structure. In other words, only an intelligence of a higher order can understand the beauty of what a termite builds. Okay, why does he get so into termites for some reason? Well, look, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what happened in his life? that termites what did uh, what did yeah. brother do <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright well speaking of Zero Escape I play the creator's next game that just came out does it love called... termites no but there are other bugs in it nice yeah it's called I the Somnium Files so uh, Kotaro Uchikoshi, the writer and director of the Zero Escape series, is his new thing. Uh, it is about, it's kind of like a near future, uh, kind of takes place in the near future. You play as a detective named Date, okay. who um, he works for the special division of the police, uh, where in order to get clues, they will go into people's dreams and try and extract information, you know. But of course, dreams, you know, like, they're not an exact representation of reality. They're kind of like a bunch of our memories of the real world, like, twisting together with our own imagination kind of on it. And there's uh, a woman's body is found. Uh, she was killed 
um, and her body was placed on the uh, on this merry-go-round, and she had one of her eyes gouged out. And so, kind of, he's put on the case to try and figure out what the hell happened. Right. So, there's kind of, uh, there's a couple different sections of gameplay, but the two main ones are this kind of point-and-click, very dialogue-heavy scenes. Um, the main character, Date, has a cybernetic eyeball with an AI in it named Iba, and they can uh, they can talk to each other within his head. And so during the out, uh, throughout these point and click sections, like you know, you're talking with various characters, asking dialogue choices, and kind of looking around the environment. And like they'll have like little bits of little bits of banter between each other. Is there and a porno then, mag? Um, well, okay. So Date, it's uh, Date is a character. I like him a lot. Do you relate do. to him on a level, Brent? I, I like Date. I think he's a really well-written character. This man is also horny as hell. <laughs> he's horny on main. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, I'm not joking when I could say... Porno mags save his life multiple times? Look, I've, I've seen multiple clips from this game. One involved yeah. that. One involved the merman... And one involved him being turned on by bones. Yes. Um, uh, there was a list on Twitter I saw of someone's keeping track of all of his fetishes. <laughs> also and the one, the what man. was it? How, how to go home with a cabaret girl. Yeah, how to call, go home with a cabaret girl. Um, I think another one's like seven minutes with a married woman. <laughs> and... Uh, um, this girl that he lives with, uh, this 12-year-old girl was like, I saw your browser history. What's cuckoldry? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So does he want to be the bull or does he want to be the cuck? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wants to play the field. <laughs> okay. So I really like the story in I, the Somnium Files. I think it's a really good mystery story. It's probably the best characters Uchikoshi has ever written. Uh, excuse you, do I have to get the termite quote back out? Okay, no, you don't have to get the termite quote out again. I remember the termite quote. <laughs> do you? I, yes, I'm very familiar with it. Termites, they're very complex. <laughs> just like the mo um, Just like the motives. Hold on. Hold on. I'm connecting uh -oh. the dots here. Hold on. So you tell me he did everything because of termites? Yes. No, no. Okay. A snail. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Did you know snail was an anagram for slain? <laughs> <laughs> look, what, That's why he chose a snail. Look, look, my favorite thing is that on the wiki for <laughs> Zero Escape, the snail has its own entry. <laughs> yes. It's a little... <laughs> yeah. It's just a little cartoon snail on the on the wiki. Oh man, I, I love it because it's just it's just like a clip art snail for the picture. Yeah, it's great. Zero escape is just for the memes, and that's okay. Yeah, it's man. Just just remember, he might only be twelve inches, but it doubles. God. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, I, th I think it's the best characters that he's ever written. It's a really touching and human story. It's great. Uh, some people will not vibe with the game's humor. Okay. 
there's a lot of dirty jokes in it, like I said with Date and his various fetishes. Um, but yeah, the writing's really good. I liked all of the characters. Yeah, one of the characters, he is this, uh, he's this, like, 24-year-old. He's, like, obsessed with this net idol. Her name is Iris. Uh, she's one of the main characters, and, um, and he's, like, this, like, kind of, he's kind of creepy. Like, there, okay, there is this part in the game. It's very early on where, uh, Date, through his cybernetic eye, Iba hacks into his computer to see what the hell he's doing on it. Mm -hmm. And he has opened three different fake Twitter accounts. It's like, I think it's called, like, Two Witter or something. Nice. In the game. And he has one account that is, like, slandering Iris, saying how much she sucks. Then he's on his main account defending her. That's the kind of character this is. Hold on. Hold on. Does yeah. he forget to switch out of one of his accounts at one point? No, but like uh, oh. Date brings uh, Date brings it up and uh, brings it up, and the guy's like, "Wait, how do you know that?" Because you know he doesn't know that he has a cybernetic eye. Uh, you know, and yeah, even like this kind of creepy stalker guy, I ended up really liking him by the end of the game. His route is really touching. Does he molest anyone? I feel like he'd molest somebody. No, he doesn't do anything like that. He beats up a polar bear. Excuse me. A man in a polar bear suit. Yep. Here it's I, in all the trailers. And here I thought Zero Escape had some shenanigans. <laughs> Let us not forget Santa. Do you get it? It's because I don't know if you speak Japanese, but San is three in Japanese. Any of you guys in here speak Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> a weird line uh but yeah so um the other sections of it are uh, the somnium sections which are the dream worlds right. and they're kind of like puzzles so you have a total of six minutes you can spend in each dream world and doing different actions can cause more time to go so it's like oh there's a lever right here what do we do and if you pull the lever that takes 10 seconds off the clock oh so they're kind of puzzle areas and i don't think they're incredibly interesting like one of my biggest problems with it probably is that like a lot of the puzzles in it feel kind of trial and error at times because you know that they run off of dream logic is it dream sudoku dream sudoku no uh the final gameplay section is really interesting though it ha definitely has more impact than zero time dilemma did i enjoyed that game so you watch your horror mouth <laughs> i mean I, I enjoyed zero time dilemma too Look, I'm just saying, right? I spit ran that game because I accidentally got the, the, the quickest ending with the coin flip. <laughs> I mean, everyone gets that ending their first try. Do do they? Yes. Do I we... think it is made like that. Uh, I thought if you, 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 if you picked heads, you got it. But if you pick tails, you still don't get it. It's just no gameplay time. Hmm. I could have sworn. Yeah. Um... Let's see, yeah, so the Somnium sections, they're kind of whatever, but I really like the aesthetics of each of them and kind of the story stuff presented in them. And I don't feel like it's as twist-focused as the Zero Escape games. Yeah, because it... Sounds like I feel like... Like, 999, it's just like... Hold up. So these... Like, the big twist in Virtue's Last Reward still pisses me off. Oh, really? The one where uh, he looks into the water? Yeah, that one's... Uh... Yeah. Because how how would weird. someone not notice that? 
Yeah, and that's that that one. That one is kind of weird. In this in this place full of reflective surfaces. Yeah, you know everything's chrome in the future. <sighs> How do you not notice? Look, I'm just saying. I feel like Virtuous S.P. Ward and that trilogy is probably the weakest. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's really yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Like, it's not as twist-focused, and, like, there's still, like, some good twists in it, but it's not not something to where it's, like, you're like, oh, holy shit, I can't believe it, or whatever. But uh, it's just really, just a really solid story, really good characters. It might be my favorite thing that he's written. All right. Yeah, I think it might have overtaken the Zero Escape games. Uh, I guess the last thing to say on it, there are some other gameplay sections. There are action scenes which i don't know if you even want to call it that basically there's like some quick time event sections and they look really janky like this game looks better than zero time dilemma for sure because it feels like they actually had a budget <laughs> and not like you know they were just giving money that spike chunsoft had had out of the back uh, back of their pocket it's it's part of that appeal that dirt gritty appeal of zero time dilemma yeah, yeah, like that one scene where Junpei walks out of the room and it looks weird. <laughs> look, look, he is super happy he didn't die and he wants to get drunk, right? That That is peak emotion. They captured it perfectly. Yeah. So it definitely has more of a budget than that. It still kind of looks jank at times. Uh, there's like some like little bits of slowdown here and there. It's kind of weird. But, uh... Yeah, really solid game, really solid characters. I liked it a whole bunch. Alright. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely recommend it. I played the PS4 version. Because, like, didn't you buy it on the Switch for the one that you downloaded or something? <sighs> okay, so let me explain what happened. So I pre-ordered it on the Switch. So originally I was going to get the physical version, but then what happened was is that uh, the physical version got delayed by a week. Okay. And... I decided to go get the digital version because I'm like, all right, I took off a week, you know, between jobs, and I had, and I wanted to use all that time to play I the Somnium Files. I just wanted to get through it right. so I can marathon it. And I did not know this when you pre-order something on the Switch, if it is not a first-party Nintendo game, it unlocks whenever they decide to unlock it. Not on, on, on sometime on release day, not at midnight. And so I, I, was, I was trying to get in. I'm like, oh, my God, it's not letting me in. Are you kidding me? And so <clears throat> I go, I'm go. i like, all right, I'm just going to go to bed. I go to bed. I wake up. It's still not letting me in. And I'm like, fuck it. I bought the PS4 version because I wanted to start it immediately. Yeah. So I, I bought it twice. I mean, I get, that's that's how I got Hacker's Memory twice because of uh, shenanigans. I think I've, I think yeah. I've said that story before. Yeah, so that's what happened with me. Uh, I've heard it runs solid on pretty much every system. There's just, like, slowdown and switch handheld mode. I can see that. Yeah, but overall, yeah, really good game. I liked it a whole bunch. Definitely recommended. So and so, the last else thing... that involves, like, yeah, the last thing or something? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let me sit up real quick. So the last one thing I did was another visual novel called Steinsgate Zero. 
so it is a sequel to a visual novel called Steins Gate. Wait, hold on. Yeah, Zero is a sequel. So. Well, there's it, so it involves time travel, right? Uh, uh, yes, I think okay. Steins Gate did. I never went through Steins Gate, but I think it had some sort of stuff going on with that. Yeah, so Steins Gate Zero is kind of... Um, it is so hard to explain this because it's not a sequel to the the final ending in Steins Gate. It is a sequel to what you would probably call the bad ending in Steins Gate, although there's not an ending right there. Okay. It's kind of hard to explain, but the events of Steins Gate Zero need to happen for the true ending in Steins Gate to happen. I'm not going to like go too crazy on this because like, it's all fucking time travel and shit. So... I had always heard that this was kind of bad. Right. Like, people don't really like it. Yeah. And the problem is, is that it is very fragmented to where... So, in f- first things first, in order to understand a couple things of Steins Gate Zero, you need to have the context of this audio drama. that was only released in Japan, but fans have gone through and, like, uh, translated it. Okay. Um... So there is like a YouTube video that uh, someone just like literally took the uh, visual novel assets from the original game and put a translation on. It's like it's like an hour long. Uh, the uh, the drama is called Arc Light of the Point at Infinity. Excuse it's me. Kind of uh, Arc Light of the Point at Infinity. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Um, there's also a manga adaptation of it that's like a couple chapters long, which is uh, what I ended up reading. Okay. Uh, um, and so you need the context of that in order to kind of understand a couple things that happen in it. And it's fine. I think it is like, it is a fine story. Um, the original Steins Gate is one of my favorite visual novels of all time. It's fucking incredible, you know, whatever. Dr. Pepper. Uh, this is, yeah, this is fine. Like, it has... Some issues here and there. I'm like, oh, whatever. This plot's okay. Uh, the big problem, it has one of the worst plot twists I've ever seen in a work of fiction. Rubber bullets? It is stupider and <laughs> makes me angrier than that. <laughs> I, like, I... I'm not going to sit here and spoil it, but I, I read it and I'm like... What the fuck were they thinking? What is this? This is so bad. How how integral to the plot is it? It it literally only exists to create a dumb red herring in like two of the routes, two of the character routes. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm like this is so fucking terrible, which is why when uh, I had a friend also tell me it's like when hey whenever you finish reading Steins Gate Zero you should watch the anime adaptation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna kind of go right into the anime that I've been watching because I watched the entire anime for it. Right. Uh, the anime it fixes some stuff, it expands on scenes that needed to be expanded upon in the original visual novel, which is good. Uh, it completely writes out the plot twist, which is good. So it's technically not canon. <laughs> So I don't have to be angry about that. Uh, And also the problem with the original visual novel I had was that uh, the ending, like the true ending, is very, it's very abrupt and kind of nothing. Okay. 
and the anime expands on it, and I like that a lot. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, that, that, let's call it like with the, uh, with the audio drama and the visual novel and the anime. I think it's like a solid eight out of ten. Okay. I can't recommend the anime over the visual novel because uh, the visual novel has interesting side plots that are dropped in the anime. But the anime doesn't have the plot twist. Yeah, the anime fixes some stuff, adds more scenes, expands on stuff, and gives it a better ending. So I feel like it's definitely something that needs a remake. Okay. But overall, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with it. Okay. Um. So another anime thing I see... I saw was Promare. That was in theaters. Yeah, I didn't have that near me, so I didn't see it. Yeah, Promare, the latest thing from Studio Trigger, and uh, the director of uh, Gurren Lagann and Kill the Kill. It is really good. It was one of my favorite things that Trigger has put out. So, in basically, I'm going to give a quick like plot, you know, introduction the plot's not incredibly important to the right. to the whole thing because it's mainly like the action and the animation and stuff but uh one day people in the world just started randomly combusting and these people are called the burnish they control fire the, the second you say they just suddenly burst i'm thinking yeah this is totally trigger like yeah they just suddenly burst into flames and they can't control fire so Jumps a few years ahead, and the main character, he, uh, his name is Gallo, and he is a firefighter. Is this uh, Fire Force, or whatever it's called? Burning Rescue is his team name. Right. And so, you know, they go and they try to stop the fires and all that stuff, and there's a there's a team of the Burnish called Mad Burnish. <laughs> and it is just an action-packed, really fun time... Uh, some really incredible animation, like the fire effects and the colors and really good use of CG animation as well. I mean, but is it better than Inferno Cop? Hmm. Man, Inferno Cop's pretty good. I like it about as much as Inferno Cop. Okay. Yeah, it's... It is absolute ton of fun i recommend definitely getting the blu-ray when it comes out next year i'm glad i got to see it in theaters it's something where it's like i saw it and i'm like i don't feel like the projector is doing this justice yeah yeah i'm like because just man the colors really pop like i can't wait to watch this on my tv you get that 4k hd tv with the fucking 4k player oh yeah i, I already got one of those well, aren't you fancy <laughs> but yeah, uh, really super good. It has a really good soundtrack too. Okay. Uh, not much else to say because like I think that a big part of the experience it is a very like visual experience. Okay. F- for sure. Yeah. Um, only other anime I've been watching is I've gotten back on Gintama. Hold on, let me check my emails from Google real quick. But go on. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Go- All right. <laughs> uh, man. So. <sighs> Okay, so I'm still in the first series, which the first series is 201 episodes. That just sounds um, so long. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, the total episode count for the entire series, I think, is up to 300-something. That's, that's too many. I can't watch that. It's too much. Uh, 386, maybe? I don't know. It's, it's too much. 
so I think I've talked about Gintama on this show before. Uh, it's really good. It's one of the con- most consistently funny animes that I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious, but then there are arcs where it gets serious. Uh, the arc in particular that I watched is one that a lot of people talk about. It's called the uh, Yoshiwara on Fire arc. Okay. Essentially, there's like this big underground city where a bunch of like illegal shit happens and... Uh, the main characters try to reunite this kid with his mom. It's basically like the core idea of the arc. And I think the thing that I really like about it is that uh, it does both comedy and serious stuff really well. And I think the big part of that is how good its characters are. Right. It has just a really solid cast of characters and, you know, they can be funny and dramatic and yeah, it's just a. It was a really solid arc. Uh, I also watched the uh, Shinsengumi Death Arc, which is a Saw parody. Which is uh, it is a, where where do, where do the stands come in? This, oh oh yeah, so there was an arc I watched uh, right before the Yoshiwara on Fire arc. It's like a the gang goes and they go to a hotel, and it the hotel is haunted. Right. Okay, and uh, and the main character is like, oh, uh, it's like, oh, is that a ghost? Wait, it looks like a stand. And then for the rest of the four episode arc, they just keep calling the ghost stands the entire time. Gintama is a piece of work. Gintama is great. I was not expecting it uh, to reference. There's something about Mary. I don't believe Whenever... this anime actually exists. I think y'all trying to. Do me a confuse and do me a concern. There was, there was that one clip where he, he, the main character was talking about why movies with the number three suck, and then I'm like, why movies with the number two are good? And then someone was like, what about Home Alone 2? And then he's like, well, you see, Macaulay Culkin got cocky, so it changed it for the two into a three. This anime just made it exist. bad. This is all one elaborate prank, <laughs> and you can't trick me. I watched the episode last night that was, uh, uh, they were like, hey, so you know our production company, Sunrise, they've kind of had some troubles with the foreign market recently, and we have to end Gintama early, so please enjoy the final episode. And oh, they rip off on. Evangelion. It sounds like that Bobobo ended we got. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched our Bobobo ending. I don't think I ever caught it. Uh, it was, they ended somewhere, and it's like, oh yeah, this is the final episode, and then it's like, ends on a cliffhanger, I think. Oh, that kind of sucks. I can't remember. I just remember they making a big deal. By the way, this is the last episode. Doop-a-doo. Yeah. Uh, so, Gintama's really good. I am 150 episodes in. I will update as I continue. It just sounds like such a long time. It's too many it episodes. is very... It's very long, but I'm liking it consistently. Last time I watched the anime this long, ago was Hunter Hunter, and it took me, like, years to get caught up. It took me so long, he started writing again, but then he stopped. Yeah. Uh, Alright, well, I think that's all the anime I've been talking about. Uh, what have you... Oh, man, I've been excited for this. Alright. Alright, so, I've been watching this... I've been hate-watching this anime called Yu-Gi-Oh! Range, right? It's fucking garbage. I hate it. It's so bad. It is so dumb. <laughs> Alright. So let me let me give you a little little background story. So we both have this okay. mutual friend named Crisis. Mm-hmm. So Crisis watched all of Arc V. 
Christ is like, yeah. oh, this is bad. The next anime can't be worse than this. So Vrains comes out, and he hits me up. He's like, hey, you should watch it with me so we can talk about it together. I'm like, ah, I don't want it. He's like, come on, do it. I'm like, fine. So we start watching it. He drops out, like, midway through the first season, leaving me alone by myself to watch this piece of shit anime. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It started off pretty okay. You know, you know, it, okay. it was showing off, you know, the new the new summoning link summoning, all right? Oh like, yeah, I man, I'm so lost on Alright, so Link summoning all that shit. Okay. So all Link monsters, they don't have a level and they have no defense points. They're strictly attack. They can only be in attack position. This is a plot point later on. I am not joking. So instead they have like link levels. Depending on how many okay. link markers or arrows they have. So you have in the center of the card, which is the portrait, is called the circuit. Yeah. And around the circuit you have eight arrows. Up, down, left, right, upper left, upper left, upper right, lower left, lower right. Okay. And they all point in different directions depending on the monster. So when we first see Link Summoning, it takes like two minutes <laughs> for like each yeah. Link Summon. Because the character will summon the circuit in the sky in this virtual world called Reigns. Okay. Fly through the circuit with the monsters. The monsters go to the markers. This is grandiose lane. And then they fly out with the Link monster. This okay. is where all the budget went. Because there's, I'm not joking, they have like five to six like recap episodes just in season one. Oh god. Because the budget went to that. It is really jarring when later on they do Link Summoning, the monsters just turn into like energy tornadoes, fly to the markers, and the monster just appears. <laughs> it's... So the plot is, is around this, this guy named Playmaker, that's his avatar name in Vrains. It's like Yusaku Fuji something, I can't remember his last name. So he was, when he was like a child, he was in the Lost Incident, where six children were kidnapped... It put through some, like, torture tests to create some AI with free will. Okay. So, they're called the Ignis, because, you know, fire and, you know, all that jazz. It's, it's dumb. Right. So, anyways, so the Ignis world is attacked, and, like, they're all, like, you know, gone, just destroyed, except for the Dark Ignis, who just ends up as a like as an eyeball. Uh, runs into Playmaker. Playmaker captures him in his dual disc, keeps him held hostage with like a fucking containment program, calls him I as an AI because he's an AI and also sounds like I. In the fact okay, that, just like I the Summoning Files, okay. Yeah, except for I also has another meaning, which we'll get to it when we reach the ending. Oh, is it because it's the Japanese word for love? Yes. Guess what? That's also an I the Somnium Files. <laughs> I'll get there, just me. Okay, okay, okay. So the, the whole the whole plot of season one is that Playmaker's trying to get revenge on these people called the Knights of Howie or whatever because they were responsible for the lost incident. Yada yada, blah 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 blah. So we introduced some characters like Blue Angel, who only wins half her duels because she's a female character in the Yu-Gi-Oh series. <laughs> oh, no. You have Go, who was a professional wrestler man. 
who who in season two just became utter shit. I mean, he was shit in season one, but two just made it worse. And the main the main rival character's name is Revolver. Uh, he uses a deck based off dark dragons that are based off like like hacker terms and guns. Yeah, it's really great. Like Revolver is like a great character in season one. Because it's really, it's really kind of sad when the best duel in the entire series happens within the first ten episodes. Oh no! Because it's the first duel of Revolver versus Playmaker, of which technically in the first part Revolver technically won. I'd like to point out, but he lost because they introduced speed dueling in Reigns, which is what the uh, the mobile game was it called, Duelings. Is yeah. based off of, you know, you only have two thousand life points. You have skills, but you only have like three spaces for monsters and uh, spells and traps. So if I remember right, playmaker loses that, but then he wins the master duel, and it's this really like cool thing because it's when he gets his ace monster, firewall dragon, who after season one isn't his ace monster because it was banned. Yeah. In the TCG. <laughs> because, let me let me pull up his effect. I have it here somewhere. Okay. It's really overpowered with a very low summoning cost, and it's really dumb. Alright, let me pull it up. Uh, do, 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 firewall Dragon. Description, two plus monsters. While face up on the field, quick effect, you can target monsters on the field and or graveyard up to the number of monsters co-linked to this card. Return them to the hand. If a monster of this card points to is destroyed by battle or sent to the graveyard, you can special summon one monster card from your hand. Okay. So, here's the thing. It's so many conditions, it's just two plus monsters. So it's super generic. Right. But this is a big ace boss monster. And it probably has one of the best, because I think, I don't think there's a Link 5 out in the card game yet, but there was in the anime. So, no, Link 4 is the most popular, most, like, strongest so it has the up, down, left, and right like link markers. So it okay. can be really broken and get you an extra link. Which, what that means is that when you... So you can only have it. So they... So how do I put this? So link summoning was introduced to slow down the game. Because people were spamming really? okay. out their extra decks. Oh, Okay. However, Konami done fucked up, and Link Summon has sped up the game. <laughs> because Link Summon is so easy to do. Especially cards like Firewall Dragon, with its fucking up, down, left, right markers. Meaning it's easily co-linked to a bunch of monsters. <clears throat> so if you can get three out, you're already halfway through an extra Link. Which is, you have a monster and you're... Because you can only summon monsters from the extra in the extra monster zone. Unless it is a link monster, and any field in the main monster zone that has that link marker pointed towards it. So, Firewall Dragon could, you know, go down, have another one down, and then go right and right, whatever, until you can make an extra link in which you take the other, like, extra monster zone, and your opponent can't special summon from their extra deck. Okay. So Firewall Dragon is pretty broken. And they banned it. And it got to the point 
where that his first quote unquote ace monster decode talker just became his straight up ace monster for a bit. Because cause in the anime, he couldn't summon Firewall Dragon. Because it was banned. Because it was poorly constructed. But anyways, back to the plot. So the Night Safari, the whole plan is to, to, to take down the internet and destroy all AIs. Because computers are evil, man. They literally want to shut down the whole internet. I am not joking. They want to shut down the internet. Okay. And they're going to do this by absorbing all the data and just having like a mess like DDS attack. It just shut down the whole internet. So midway through season one, Vivolver has his ace card that just, just destroys everything and they can't figure it out. Until it's revealed it's just Mirror Force. Straight up generic first generation Yu-Gi-Oh! Mirror Force. Little description, destroy all monsters in the face-up attack position on your opponent's side of the field. The reason it's broken and reigns is because everyone just sets up link summoning and that's all they focus on. It's a big flaw and it's dumb and I hate it. Yeah, sounds like it. So... (laughs) So, so, so season one ends with another duel between Revolver and Playmaker, not as good as the first one. I okay. mean, it was close because Revolver showed off how to do an extra link. Because he built his deck around it and it was stupidly broken. And then you okay. learned that, like, you know, I was the Ignis made from Playmaker when they were doing the whole fucking torture experiment. And that Revolver was the son of the the doctor have this project and he was the one who called the police and his father went to jail and then you know he got hooked up to a computer and then he died and it doesn't matter it really isn't brought up ever again yeah so then we got season two season two should have ended a long time before it ended uh <laughs> so we're introduced to you know the other ignises uh, their names, the fire one's called Flame, uh, the water one's called Aqua, the earth one's called Earth, the, the wind one's called Windy, and the light one's called Lightning. Alright. Okay. So Brent, if I told you I, which is the Dark Ignis, is the main character's Ignis, who do you think the main bad guy is? Well, I don't know, is it going to be a Lightning? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty obvious, okay. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah yeah that makes sense. They don't even like hide it. It's like oh yeah, I'm a bad guy. Because <clears throat> he just wants to just wipe out all of humanity because AIs are superior. Which okay, so he he says that only because he ran a simulation. So the the guy who made the Ignis just wanted to destroy him because he ran a simulation of them all together, which just ends the world like being in turmoil and destruction. So when Lightning ran the simulation, he saw everyone had, like, you know, branching pathways to different futures, except for him, which all led to the one, which was destruction. So because he's not perfect, no one can be perfect. So no one can exist, so they all have to die. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, in season two, we're introduced to characters like Soulburner. And his deck, Salaman Grace, which is currently top in the meta. 
because they're using cybers, which is the new type they introduced, which is what Playmaker based his deck off of. Which cybers is getting a lot of support right now, and cybers is kind of broken. I highly recommend writing cybers if you just want to be a broken ass motherfucker. I don't like Salaman Greats, but they're you know, the currently top in worlds and everything. So the the whole the whole point of two was so there's this main character. I forget his name, but he's like Playmaker's like quote unquote like partner in crime, I guess. So he runs okay. a hot dog like truck. And his brother was a member of the Lost Incident. So he's visited him like in the hospital. But while in the hospital, this glowing ass motherfucker pops out of a computer, steals his soul, I mean consciousness uh, data. Okay. It's it's his soul. Don't let them lie to you. Okay. And, and pulls them into 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 frames. Yeah, it, it makes, like, no sense. So then it turns out this glowy motherfucker is this AI named Bowman, who was created by lightning to absorb all the Ignises so he could be perfect and bring destruction to mankind. Okay. Also, lightning is... is is The, the, the character's name is Jin. He was teased to brother the hot dog guy. Uh, that, that was his Ignis. So instead of, you know, creating a different host body to hold the, whole, the dual disc, he just took his consciousness data and just had him hold the dual disc while he dueled. This is really dumb. I really hate it. Like, I'm skipping over a whole bunch because season two I felt like didn't need to happen. Yeah. Because there's not much I felt like actually happened because it didn't. Uh, Blue Angel became Blue Girl, Lost... Became Blue Maiden, lost again. Because uh, so, so what happened was back back in the first season, the guy they originally had directing it got fired. They never stated why. It was because he used the budget on Link Summoning. So they they brought in the guy who wrote Art, uh, not Art Five, uh, Five Ds, uh, who has no idea how to do a female character. Because if oh, you no. look, if you look at like Akiza and like season one of five Ds, she's a competent duelist. She's a great character. She has great motivations. But like season two and onwards, she she's like, oh no, I don't know how to duel. You save, save me. I'm a female duelist. Doop a doop a doop. So it's like every every time, like, because the. Blue Maiden's real name is like Aoi, which is an oldest Japanese for blue. Oh, okay, I get it. Uh, like every time she duels, like how's she gonna lose, and then she loses for plot reasons. The only time like she won in like season two that I can remember was for plot reasons. She dueled this other AI, I believe his name was either Haru or Harpo. I can't remember. But he was the quote-unquote little brother to Bohemond. He's like, you killed my brother. Get him revenge. So she, lo- so she lost for plot reasons. Like, anytime someone loses in season two, it's for plot reasons. That's the reason okay. why Playmaker just always won. For plot reasons. So the, the final episode of season two happens. The final, like, duel, which is Bohemond versus Playmaker. 
Oh, which it's a master duel, so you can't use skills. And it's the full, you know, five monsters, five spells, you know, two extra monster zones. Uh, so Bowman cheats. This is a plot point. Because he created his, his own, like, mirror reigns. So he cheated. Oh, okay. He had this system so he could use his skill during the duel, which allows him to create his own monsters. And to do this, uh, he stole people's consciousness data from brains while they're in the other brains because they can't log out. Okay. So let's do we get our first Link 5 monster. And it's dumb. And they stop him from doing it multiple times. But he's like, nah, you didn't. And as he hacked the system again, he just kept cheating. So okay. this... So this let let the eye doing a doing a sacrificial play where he goes in the Bowman system to retrieve the other five Ignises that he's absorbed. They all say some stuff except for Lightning. He's like, "You're gonna you're gonna learn one day." Well, I did what I did. Bye. And he just gets all their data. He restores the backup of himself because Bowman catches him, deletes him, gets a backup of himself, and then gives Playmaker the data of all the other five Ignises. They get his own Link 5, which is an evolution of Firewall Dragon called Firewall Dragon Dark Fluid. Dark Fluid? Dark Fluid. Okay. All, all, all Cybers monsters are based off computer terms. But anyways, so so Dark Fluid does its thing. It, it wins the So then we got to Season 3. So you want to know how long Link, uh, how, how long Reigns is? How long is it's it? A it's 120 episodes. Uh, uh, what did you say? You kind of cut out there. It's 120 episodes. So okay. if, if I told you season one was about 44 episodes, how, how long do you think season two and season three were? Are there only three seasons? There's only three seasons. Okay, would... Let's see, 44. I mean, I would assume it should be around 40 episodes. No. Oh, no. Season, How long is season, season two? two is like 63-something episodes. What the fuck? Season 3 is only 17. Okay. Season 3 is the last, ep it's the last season. Huh. They shoved a lot of shit in 17 episodes, and it wasn't good. So, do you want to know who the main bad guy is from season three? Uh, it's not lightning anymore, right? Mm-mm. Uh, who is it? It's I. Okay. Because lightning's whole deal was human and AI can't exist. They can't work together. It's just impossible. So for some fucking reason, I disappeared for months and he came back in a humanoid form. He's like, hey, lightning was right. Even though we just fought and saved the world a couple months ago, lightning was right. Okay. So his whole plan. So there's this whole company. It's called Soul Technologies. 
in in the series. They they were the ones behind Reigns. Well, they shut Reigns down because of the whole second time the internet tried to destroy itself. So instead, they were going to make AI with limited free will and put them in like servant robots. So I's I's big plan was he's going to separate his own consciousness into all these robots and see what happens. Okay. So to do this, he murdered like a lot of people. Uh, oh. And then when he's asked, why are you doing this? He's like, you don't understand my pain. All my friends are dead. Because it's true, all the other existences are just dead. Okay. So so during the series, there was this like cleaning robot that Playmaker had. Which I think... Maybe his name was Harper. I can't remember. But he, he took his AI and quote-unquote made him smart. Which was gave him a little bit of free will. Which was a bad idea because then he went on a murder rampage at one point. Or he was about to, but then no. His, his limited AI couldn't hold that, so it just kind of rebooted back to cleaning robot AI. That was a really bad duel. But anyways. So, I's whole gimmick is he's just like, you know what? Uh, AIs and humans can't live together. It's just going to cause calamity. Because everyone's going to fear me. So... <laughs> In the final duel against Playmaker, because everyone else is kind of either dead or just not important at this point. Like, Playmaker's like, why are you doing this? So he goes on this whole thing that he tracked down Lightning's Cave in the Ignis world and on, and on the internet. And, and he showed him the simulations was going to happen if he just lived. Of which, Playmaker brings to the point, how do you know Lightning just didn't lie to you and this is all fake? And I was like, that doesn't matter. That was real life for me. Simulation is real life because I'm an AI. I'm an artificial intelligence. I'm a computer program. So those computer simulations are real life to me. I lived the future a thousand something times. I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. So so the, so the top Bohemond and his Link 5 monster. I, I makes his own Link 6 monster. <laughs> and it's dumb. And it's going to get printed, and it's going to be done. So, so, so the, the door ends with, because I made his, they're called At Ignister cards. So he had okay. one called Dark Templar, which is just Dicko Talker, but it's I's version of it. So the whole final, right. the whole final battle, is Dark Templar versus Deco Talker. Oh, I forgot the video. So, so, so something happened early in that. Do I want to bring up that a playmaker played a card with himself on it, and that really pisses me off. Okay, yeah. I, I just wanted to bring that up because I, I just remembered. But anyways, so Dark Templar's whole thing is like, oh, you can't destroy a monster. It can't be destroyed in mutual destruction, so you're going to lose. Playmaker's not. Uh, I do this. I's like, well, I do this. And Playmaker's like, no, I do this, so I win. And then it's really dumb. So then I's whole thing was this whole situation happened. This last door, he set up so this last door hadn't changed Playmaker, so he could die no matter what. 
I wanted to commit suicide, but he didn't want to do it. <laughs> so his whole thing was either he wins the duel, he steals Playmaker's consciousness data, and I spreads all of his consciousness data into all these other androids, and humanity will just you know see what happens. But but if Playmaker wins, I releases everyone else's conscious data, and I just disappears. So I'm supposed to disappear, but for like five minutes, Playmaker and I are just having this whole talk, heart to heart talk. So, the whole point of season two, when the name of the Ignis is, because they didn't have actual names until they given to them. So, so Flame, his thing whole brought because. Japanese word for frame means like brave and like courageous and all that shit. So I was like, if my name would have mean something, what would it mean? And play Lake Makers like, it, it would mean to love people. At this point, I got very upset. Yeah. So so I dies, I guess, and then. And then it cuts to like another couple months in the future, and everything everything's back to normal. And then they get really fucking meta, cause they make make a joke. Cause the guy around the hot dog stands talking to Aoi. He's like, "Yeah, thanks to like you guys, all this happened." She's like, "Oh well, I really didn't do anything." And she's right, she didn't do anything. This whole thing's like, "Well, well, have you seen Playmaker?" It's like, "Nah, he's just kind of disappeared. He's on he's on his own journey." So, but then, like, the last, like, 15, like, not even 15 seconds, the last five seconds, it just cuts. Because this whole thing was, this is the final duel, is going to delete himself. So in the last yeah. five seconds, he comes back as an eyeball. I'm still still the computer screen, confused to what's happening, and then it cuts. Okay. And, and then we just like, oh, next next year, you're in 2020, bye. Frames is bad. Okay, it so... It's poorly written. So I've been trying to, like, look this up for a little bit because I completely forgot. Okay, so there was a Yu-Gi-Oh! manga that recently ended. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's the one where Yu-Gi-Oh! is actually a card game, and they're playing actual Yu-Gi-Oh!, isn't it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it's called. Because I thought it was this, but this is just an anime-only thing. Yes. That recent Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, did you hear about how it ends? Or, uh, manga? No. So, from what I understand, uh, the main heroine mm -hmm. of the story, who, you know, seemed to have been, like, the love interest or whatever, mm -hmm. um, she goes back in time and becomes the main character's mom. <clears throat> I, I, I just spent the last little while waiting for that to hit because I'm like, is, what is he going to talk about this? But no, that was something else. I, I, uh, what a, okay. I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have no idea what that is. Um, what a, yeah, what a twist. Look, I'm just, Look, me and Crisis have talked. Yeah, we're, we're going to try 
to watch the first few episodes of this new Yu-Gi-Oh! anime when it comes out. Because both of us have the same logic. Crisis is being, it can't be worse than Arcavi, and mine being, it can't be worse than Frames. Because Frames is just utter garbage. I mean, yeah, it, it, it sounds like it. Like, I covered barely anything, because it wasn't important. All this shit that happened in Season 2... It's just to set up these Ignises just so they can all die. Just so I can have this whole fucking thing at the end. Of which, my whole theory is, the original director wanted to go the plot in a different way. But, you know, since he got, you know, fired. Right. Because, you know, he spent all the budget on Link summoning. Which led to, like, the six recaps, which I like to point out, I swear, a re- recap episode happened, two episodes went by... And then another recap episode. Like, I swear that happened. And it is just baffling. So they got this guy in who did 5Ds, which they ended for 5Ds, they they, they chickened out. Oh, really? So, <clears throat> last season of 5Ds, there's these people. I mean, they were supposed to originally be a cult, but some shenanigans happened with one of the voice actresses joining a sex cult. So they, oh, no. they just made them people from the future. Okay. But there's this main, <clears throat> the main antagonist for the last season of 5Ds. It's called Zone. Who's in like this little like robotic shell thing. But on like his robot shell, there's like a little like indentation mark. It looks fairly similar to the criminal criminal tattoo that's on Yusei's face. And he looks just like an older Yusei, but he's not. Because they chickened out. Oh, He's okay. a guy who got plastic surgery to look like Yusei, the boast morale, and the dystopian future. Huh. They should have just made it Yusei. An old Yusei. Yeah. And then Young Yusei is like, no, I'm going to change the future. And it would have been better. Tropey as hell, but it would have been better. Than fucking, oh yeah, I just got plastic surgery to look like you. Yeah. That, yeah, that uh, that does sound like a pretty dumb plot twist, huh? Yeah, that's... Uh... <sighs> so I... Uh... So, 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 I expected the ending of Reigns to be bad. Yeah. Just not, you know... I means to love people bad. Gotcha. That's just. Yeah, that. That sounds ridiculous. Oh yeah, no, don't don't watch it. It's just. All right. Uh, yeah. Have you watched any other anime? Uh, no, because I just <laughs> brains just kind of ruined anime for me for a bit. So I just need to, like you know. To watch other things. All right. Uh, so in terms of movie and TV stuff, I'll just talk about one thing very briefly. I watched a bit of that Donkey Kong Country CG show. It's great, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's fucking incredible. I remember watching this as a kid and loving it. I haven't seen it in recent times. Oh, it's bad. <clears throat> I can. Uh, it's. It uh, looks like shit. All, all I can really remember is cover you in coconut cream pies. Uh, he kissed King K. Rule with apples in his eyes. Well, that rhymed. Oh, shit. Uh, you, do, uh, do you remember the part where uh, the monkey, I forget his name, he like has the shitty-looking mustache? Yes. Leo Luster, I think, is his name. Yes. 
he puts a magic hair cream on him, and then he gets a Polnareff haircut, <laughs> and he activates a stand power. <laughs> I'm like, this is the only good part of this. Wait, hold on. France, you were ahead of your time. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> it was not great. I Aged remember, very poorly. I, I remember watching it as a kid and loving it. That's all I can really say. <laughs> Uh, so what movie and TV stuff have you been watching? So we have entered a new era for Common Rider. So as such, we have Common Rider Zero One. All uh, right, how is that? Episode five came out yesterday. I haven't watched it yet, but from I've seen from the first four episodes, is really great. I love Zero One's design. Love the fact of going back for, to Grasshoppers for the start of a new era. It's again a really interesting concept with AIs and like, re like AI robots, like coexisting with coexisting with humans. Yeah, Japan's on this kick with AIs. Yeah, everything. Yeah, this I the Somnium Files, Yu-Gi-Oh, Brains, Steins Gate Zero has some AI stuff in it. I think Japan's trying to warn us. Yeah. But anyway, so for the first four episodes, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I love, you know, the little, little jingle of when he becomes zero one of a jump to the sky, turns to a rider kick, but it's done with Microsoft Sam. Okay. I'll have to send you a link to it because it's just really great. <laughs> this just sounds so weird. I, I love that zero one sword is a briefcase. <laughs> so, so, like the characters, his his grandpa was the one that that made like the AI company that he currently runs, because when his grandpa died, he made the writer belt. He's like, yeah, whoever wields the belt is CEO and president. So I'm giving the belt to my grandson. He's like, oh, I don't want it, but he uses it to save his old boss at the amusement park after he fired him for being a failed comedian. Oh, and his and his AI secretary is like, if you put on the belt, you're prison. You know that, right? He's like, oh, we'll talk about that later. So he puts on the belt, saves his boss, and she's like, all right, you're the president now, because <laughs> you put on the belt, you agreed to it. And he's like, shit. So yeah, his sword's a briefcase. Um, his motorcycle is a smartphone that comes okay. from space off a satellite. And then he pushes the smart, he pushes the motorcycle button app, and it transforms into a motorcycle. Yeah, this sounds pretty good. It, you should watch the year one. Look, you should, you should watch the year one because it's it's a new new era for Common Rider. They're not gonna bring up the old stuff. This is all brand new, and it's just peak Rider, and I love it. Sounds great. My only experience with Common Rider, I've watched four episodes of Gaim. Gaim's, Gaim's pretty good. Yeah, I'm liking it so far. You should, you should watch Zero One, though. It's a fun time. Especially because it's, it's coming out, you know, every, every Sunday. Oh, okay. So you should watch it. Would highly recommend. I should, yeah. Maybe I should just get on and try to watch it weekly. That might be easier to keep up with. Yeah, I agree. We gotta get back to Occupy Ranger Season 2. We do, yeah. We left off kind of halfway. I mean, we got Delusion Imports, which is still a pretty good episode. Yeah. <laughs> you just think you could take our powerful Rangers and turn it into your Japanese Sentai? 
<laughs> oh, I just, I just love. They were just so focused on ass and titty. Yeah. What, what a fun time Occupy Ranger was. So, anyways, other stuff I've been watching. So, I, I just now started to watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I've seen a few episodes of that. Uh, so, so I got a friend at work. He just kind of pressed me to watch it, so I've been watching it. I'm like, halfway through season three? It's just like, man, these are all, like, terrible people that I somehow relate to, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, season one, like, it was okay, but in season two, when they introduced Dane and DeVito... It's something you didn't know you needed until it happened. Okay, yeah. Cause I did not know he wasn't a season one. No, he's he doesn't show up till season two. Cause season one still, you know, it's still good, it's still passable. But once they introduce Danny the Vito, it's like it just completes the show. <clears throat> yeah. Because he's just this character who's trying to be a father figure to the gang who's slowly losing his sanity. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns into just like them. It's really gotcha. good. Okay. And I would recommend it. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching that at some point. It's been on my plan to list for a while. So the the only other thing I can say I watched was I rewatched Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Because uh, what a classic! I watched it a couple of days before because I went to Medieval Times for the first time. Saturday. Okay, did you leave? Uh, did you leave a, a USB stick full of pornography there? I, I forgot to do that. I was going to, but then I forgot. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, so Monty Python still as good as always. Got all those quotes in. You know, wore wore Monty Python shirt, the Medieval Times. Only one guy recognized it. And he wouldn't leave oh, me alone after he noticed. And it was one oh, of the that workers. Because he just kept quoting it. But, you know, it's... So, the whole... Like, I watched it for a couple... Like, one... I've been to watch it again because... At work, like, we've been, like, quoting the fucking movie. Like, every time I launch, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna watch it. Just to get a refresher. And, you know, going to Medieval Times, smart as well. Yeah. So, you know, get 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 all those jokes out of the way, you know. ASP Velocity of Unleaded and Swallow, all that jazz. But yeah, no, it was a, still a good movie. Yeah, that movie's still great. <laughs> I st- still love the fact they never actually finished the film. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that, that ending's great. Oh, what a... What a good time. So let me talk about medieval times, and I made some purchases. Uh, sure, <laughs> I've never been, so uh, you don't live near one. I do. Yeah, probably not. There's only ten, and they're mostly on the east coast. One's in Canada. So imagine like WWE, but like in medieval times, and you get to eat All right. like, a dinner while watching it. That sounds fucking wild. Okay, it's it's great. So we went, and I had this. At some point, apparently, I signed up for their newsletter. I don't remember when I did this. So I just had like this coupon code for like twenty seven dollars off per ticket. 
Okay. Now the norm is like 63 something for a ticket. But with the coupon code, we got $27 off, so we upgraded to like the highest package they had, which got us front row seats. Oh, nice. And some all the other fancy shit. It was great. Uh, so, you know, the place opens an hour and a half before the show. So you can browse the gift shop. Uh, they sell weapons there. Uh, I made some purchases. Have Have you looked in the admin chat in the other server? Yes, I saw you bought a sword and a shield. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to say how much they were. A few hundred dollars, but anyways, uh, I love it. <laughs> So like they're they're like real like metal and everything. I just need to sharpen the sword. Right. I love my sword. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got this sword. It has like a rapier hilt, but it's a saber blade. Really love it. Someone called it a cutlass. I'm like I can see that. I'll go with it. Uh, one friend bought a master sword because. He's a nerd. Uh, couldn't afford the shield. And the sword is more of a replica. It, does, it doesn't come with a sheath like mine did. Mine is a nice leather sheath. Okay. This just came with a display stand. But then our other friend got like this dagger. And I, and I posted that picture to Admin Chat too. And that, just, that picture makes my night every time I look at it. He's just being a goober with it. So yeah. like so like we bought those, but they do, they don't give you the weapons till after the show. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Which does. But anyway, so so I guess they changed the plot in recent times. So I this is the first time I went, but I guess like the old plot was there was a king and either like his daughter, the princess, was kidnapped by the kingdom to the north, or the kingdom to the north challenges like the king of the castle for his like rulership or whatever so he sends his champion the black knight so then he has six knights compete to be his champion to fight the black knight and win in the end so in the new storyline which i guess is the one i attended uh the king's dead okay and the queen which i guess was the princess from the last storylines or whatever is just holding a tournament with six knights, just just to compete. But but at one point, one of the knights like questions the queen's the queen's rule, and he becomes the villain. Brent, we got the villain. It was great. Oh, nice. <laughs> so so we just showed up. We're just watching it. You know, it's that nice medieval wrestling. So I like to point out, so when you first get in there, we first got in our seats, and again, we got front row. So I'm just trying to figure out how Randy Pitchford, like, why he even had this USB drive, like, with him. <laughs> because they're stadium seats. And they sit real low. So unless, like, he had it in his pocket for some reason, and it fell out, or for some reason he put it up on the table, and, like, left it there, I don't know how he lost his flashback for one. But, you know, they get uh, in yeah. there, they got the dry ice going, and get this fog all nice and foggy. So then they, they have, like, the strobe lights and the sound effects going on, like, a thunderstorm. So this guy, like, walks out with, like, a whip 
and like an axe you're like oh what's this about so he like walks out five feet cracks the whip turns around and goes back <laughs> <laughs> like never explained not sure what that's even for but then, then the tournament happens you know we get some other stuff going on between the tournament but you know the main the main thing is the fight between the knights so in the right. first, so the first fight with our guy the blue guy so at one point he gets his sword gets disarmed, so he gets a pole arm off the wall. Yeah. He shoves the pole arm into the ground, does a jump kick on the pole arm to knock the guy down. Damn. And then flicks the pole arm back up to go for the kill. It was Damn, amazing. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. It was this is just medieval WWE and it's great. Like Yeah, I've always been interested it. in that. Is Okay, Medieval Times. Is that yeah. the place they go to in The Cable Guy? Yes. Okay. Yes. I've always been curious about those. It's a fun time, I would recommend. So, so anyways, the point, like, again, the point happens, because, so there's six knights. You're supposed to root for your knight, but you're also supposed to root for the same knights on your side of the tournament. So, um, so there's the blue, the blue, green, yellow, and red side. And then you have the yellow, black, and white. And red side. Uh, our okay. side was clearly the better side because we were louder. And uh, when we found out that our our guy was the bad guy, we all cheered. Because <laughs> we're because we were the, like our side was clearly the loudest, like the blue side. Yeah. So because it gets to a point where the queen's like, "No, like the knights can't murder each other. That's not cool." And and the guy's like, "No, nah, let's let's let them do it." She's like, you know what? I'm going to ask the guests and see what they say. So she asked the guests, and everyone was like, murder. And she's like, no, no murder. My word is final. My word is law. And then everyone booed the queen. It was great. <laughs> it was just, it's a fun time. I would recommend it. But yeah, it's just, first time there, I get the bad guy team. Like, look, at the second he just, like, called the queen, I was like, wait, hold on. We're the bad guys. We're going to lose. I'm still going to root for this motherfucker. I'm still going to enjoy it. We got second place. We got to be the bad guy. <laughs> so, like, after the fact, like, it was the next day. I'm just, like, like looking at reviews from, like, a couple years ago. Because I had nothing else to do. And there were people complaining about the oh, yeah? plot change. And they're like, I'm a female writing this, but this whole thing about there being a queen, I'm like, okay, whatever. So, one review was like, well, we took our kids when they were a little bit older, so we'd understand. They were five, six, and seven when we took them. I'm like, they ain't going to understand shit. Why are you bringing these kids? But anyway, she's like, yeah. When we found out that we were on the villain team, my kids cried, and that's if <laughs> we're bad guys. I'm like, I'm like, excuse me, because like all of these people kept saying the same thing: bring back the Black Knight. And granted, as much as I would have loved a seventh knight for one more round of combat, alright? Then you know who the bad guy is every time. It's the Black right. Knight. You know he's going to lose every single time. Sure, the champion will be different every single time, but the Black Knight will be the bad guy. Yeah. But this way, with this setup, that your knight could be the champion or he could be the bad guy. You never know. And I love that. And I just love... We got the bad guy. Nice. It was great. I loved it. Would highly recommend. Uh, buy a sword and shield. They're great. 
It's supposed to be decorative, but I'm pretty sure if I sharpen my sword, I can uh, probably use it as a deadly weapon. Hey, you know, if you live in Texas, you can open carry that. I, I could. Look, so I was just joking on the right back. I'm like, no, if we get pulled over, why don't they explain why we have all these weapons in the trunk? <laughs> <laughs> so, because we were in a county. That's zone that just have cops come out of nowhere and just give you, like, heavy, like, fines and tickets. I'm like, all right, no speeding. No, I hate that. No speeding. Because I do not want to get pulled over and have to explain why there's weapons in the trunk. Right. With <laughs> <laughs> all these knives and swords. Uh, so, I, I have my sword right next to me. I'm very tempted to pull it out of the box right now. <laughs> just just to hold it. Because I like the sheath yeah. because it makes that nice sound. It's just, ooh. Uh, it, it, does, yeah. it does fit in my belt loop, so you know. Like, there you go. At least, at least in the, like, one. So they also sold katanas, which I wasn't, you know, a fan of. So right. we didn't have any, like, weebs or nerds at, like, my showing because we went to the 4.30 showing. Because they all came out at the 7.30 showing. And oh. they came in troves. These motherfuckers wearing cloaks. Fucking weebs everywhere wanting to buy katanas. Uh, when I came out of the bathroom, I got a face full of titties. It was a interesting experience. Sounds like it. So... So before we left, I'm like, all right, let me let me let me take a piss because I don't want to be driving like an hour, right? Oh Holding yeah. Pit. So I so I came out of the bathroom. There was one closer to a bar. Like I turned the corner and there's just this, you know, highly attractive woman in like this blue corset dress. Her boobs just kind of like popping out. It's like right in my face. I'm like, I, okay, I didn't <laughs> expect this this turn in the evening. So then I I walk past. I'm going towards X and I turn around. So I can see, so it's like laced up in the back, and she has nothing on underneath. I'm thinking, golly gee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who she's with, but I hope they're happy. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, Medieval Times would recommend WWE rest. Oh, I should, I should have talked about the food. Oh, yeah. How so, was the food? I mean, it's okay. I just... It was spaced out, like, really weird. Okay. So, like, we sat down. The guy pulled the soup. It was tomato basil soup. But then ten minutes later, he brings, like, a piece of garlic bread. Like, ten minutes after that, we got the chicken. And, like, another ten minutes, corner of the cob. Five minutes later, the potato, I'm thinking, was I supposed to eat this all at once? Because the spacing was kind of <laughs> weird. Okay, like, that kind of sounds like I've I've been to something kind of similar where it's like you watch a show while, and then they serve you food. I think it was like something that Dolly Parton did in I, Branson, Missouri. <laughs> was it Dolly? What's it called? Was it Dollywood? I think like it was like no, no. Like it's that. like Dolly Parton's Grand Stampede or whatever. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it takes the story of the Civil War and is like, oh, they were just having a friendly fight. Weren't fighting over every anything bad. I mean, look, I'm I am a fan of dinner theater now. All right. Yeah. I want to go back. Maybe buy more swords. Hopefully not. Maybe I can be a responsible adult this time. Oh, I also bought a drinking horn. Okay. For for no reason, just to have a drinking horn. I like my drinking horn. It comes with a nice little stand. Uh. 
Like, I, I want to go back and saw. So then I'm just, like, looking at, like, all these other, like, like dinner theater kind of situations. Yeah. And, like, there's some murder mystery ones. There's also in, like, Chicago, and I don't want to, you know, do business casual. But, you know, maybe maybe one day. Okay. But I, was, I, I would highly recommend going to a Medieval Times. And yeah, I think the closest one to me is either Chicago or Dallas, Texas. It depends. Do you want to go east or do you want to go west? Right. I I think you should go to the Chicago one, Brent, so that way I can go again. Mmm, okay. Look, see, Brent, all right, this, here's what you got to do, right? You, 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 once you get some vacation time, you take some off. Come come to the, the come come to the state of Lincoln. Lincoln land, as we like to call it. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll go to Chicago and we'll experience medieval times together. And you can buy a sword. <laughs> I don't think you can, like, mail it or take it on an airplane, but you can buy a sword. I mean, I mean I'd mean, i probably, like, take... I'd, I'd probably drive to Chicago if I was going to go. It's just true. And then we just have your seat print and it all works out. We'll, we'll just get a nice yeah. hotel in Chicago for a couple of days, see the city, go to sites, go to medieval times the works yeah we'll plan it out and then we, yeah we will we could do an episode in the hotel room with oh, terrible shit. audio <laughs> on an internal laptop microphone <laughs> yeah. yeah oh this sounds like a disaster but it'd be a fun disaster oh yeah definitely well brent you got anything else Nope, I think that's it for this episode of the 4AM Boys. If if you've ever left porn at a, at a dinner theater, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We do have an email, the4amboys at gmail.com, if you want to send emails. Tell us your story about leaving a porn flash drive at Medieval Times. And you don't even have to be a Medieval Times. Maybe you just left some porn somewhere you shouldn't have. Maybe your search history includes how to take a Cabernet girl home or... Birthing or hips, cuckoldry. Really, yeah, or, or you know, birthing hip bones just really turn you on. Yeah, I mean, if you want to tell us your fetishes, please don't, because we're not going to read them yeah. on the internet. But yeah, pl- yeah, please don't. I don't want to read emails like that. I mean, we'll judge you and we'll have a laugh at you. Yeah, but that's about it. And we'd make fun yep. of you, but we wouldn't read your fetishes. <laughs>